tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Rain After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, Season 3, Episode 3, called Extreme Measures. Ah, oh, man, what a, what a, a, a slight departure from recent form. We didn't get England tonight, and various other people. Greer, we haven't seen her in a bit, but nonetheless, we see a lot, a lot happen. We get a wedding. Speaking of weddings... Uh, Keaton is actually attending her final wedding of the year, so she will be back uh, after after that. And we do have uh, another co-host who will be also joining, uh, apparently after November 6th, because that's when the show comes back. Um, this week will be a hiatus for it. Uh, that is also attending a wedding, so, and of course the wedding in this episode, I'm referring to Lola's. So a lot to discuss there. Now, I know some of you guys uh, have questioned, uh, you know, Keaton in the past of, oh, she, sometimes she doesn't show up. I will remind you, uh, don't be so quick to throw her under the bus because there were times last season that I couldn't make it, that JB and Keaton uh, held it down. So, you know what? We are a family here, and I love when I get to discuss with them the episode. But at the same time, if they're not here, I love talking about it with you the audience at home, whether you're watching and or listening. So thank you for, for joining in, and thank you for lo- loving the show uh, as much as I do, if not more. And, you know, most of you guys gave good feedback about Gil last episode coming on, and we hope to have more guests for you in the future as well, so that way it isn't just me or even just the host, but also um, our friends like uh, Jonathan Keltz. Let's open up with him. So here's here's Lath, and he has kind of a good line in this episode saying, I've fallen for a woman above my stature before. I can't go through that again. Not word, but word for word, but nonetheless. So yeah, I really like Claude's reaction to this because, you know, here's she's had people in her past and, and whatever else, and... You know, they've only loved her because she's perhaps a princess or, and, you know, f- for the most part, from season two to, to now, Claude has grown up quite a bit, I will, I will say. So it's really fun to see in that way and kind of how she's maturing. And, you know, this could have been a very typical scene as well in the sense that, you know, Leif could have said, um, you know, what he did and, and Claude could have just been upset and, it would have been fine that way, but the way they managed to go that extra step where, again, he in some ways basically slips up, or not slips up, but you get what I'm saying, that he actually has feelings for her, and she's confirming what, what she already knew. 
And so we'll see how she kind of takes it. But obviously the, the gift that she gives him, you know, with the shirt and the, the way she's kind of almost disappointed when she couldn't protect him uh, when when Antoine and those guys came, you know, the, the it, it, it didn't help. You know, obviously the mud, right? The mud from the from the horse and all that, and just how disappointed she was, perhaps. You know, where she was like, "Ooh, sorry," um, but she obviously loved getting him the gift and wanted to see it with him, and she's already making plans with him. Um, and also to note, you know, just going back to the reaction one more time, you know, in in, in the past, Claude, I, I feel like would have reacted so differently, but by saying, you know what, I should have knocked first, it, it, it's both a sign of maturity, but it's, but also just showed how sad she actually was in that moment because, you know, she was just accepting the fact that, you know, maybe she was naive, maybe she was stupid, and, and that this was sort of inevitable, and she shouldn't have let it happen on her end. So, and... And because you know, we'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about Narcisse more, and obviously uh, pr- uh, Prince Charles. But the fact that you know she was just um, applauded by Narcisse for having saved um, Constance's life, you know, she, she's on cloud nine, and that's why she goes there. She wants to share the feeling, and however you want to interpret that, with with Leith, and obviously. It, it just wasn't to be, but um, you know, I I, I kind of like where this is going. Uh, a lot of interesting scenes. You know, Gil joked about it last episode, but they 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 really like Jonathan Kelts, um, on on the show as a person, and so he's being written into some uh, some interesting stuff that perhaps otherwise wouldn't have made sense if they didn't like him that much. Certainly, uh, he's a good-looking guy. They have him take his shirt off uh, multiple times tonight. So, for you ladies, I, I think that was for you. Um, so, anyway, but that's that's the story of Lath and Claude. And I, I am enjoying where it's perhaps going. I think, I think he deserves it. Um, ultimately, will it be Greer? You know, that we haven't seen her, so we'll find out. But, but I think he should, in some ways, stick to his... Stick to what he said, not from a spiteful sense, but from the sense that, you know, if this is what he believes, then I think, you know, he he deserves better. And, you know, maybe from from that perspective, it it shouldn't be Claude uh, because, you know, going back to the point I opened up with, she is above his stature. But that doesn't mean they can't have a romance and... um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll ultimately find out, but obviously they are falling for each other. So I think that's uh, that's very. It's fun to see. All right, so let's talk about Charles. Um, because now the re- the rest of the storylines. Well, actually, let's take a quick step back because I was you know Charles opens up the door for all the storylines that are kind of intertwined. So let's start with let's start with Bash and as Gil said, you know, he 
he's the one whose whose storylines always take him kind of outside the castle. Luckily for him, he doesn't have to treach the the snow just yet. Uh, perhaps they're saving that when Canadian winter hits, and 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 they can have him explore that way and ha- have it really be cold, which is um, <laughs> probably a, a funny prank on Torrance, uh, just always putting his scenes out there. But I digress. So. It, Sort of these strange murders of you know dealing with the supernatural continue, or what whatever you want to call it, and obviously there's this the, the suspicion of Delphine and what her involvement is, and tonight the woman, uh, you know she, much like the other victims, her, her heart was about to be rip, ripped up, but you know miraculously it doesn't happen and, and she survives. And so it's confirmed in, in in this way that it is indeed a man. Now, you know, we've been there before where whatever it is, right? Uh, man, beast, human, not human. So who ultimately knows? But it'll be interesting. I, I think in some sense, this is a storyline that I, I like to see a little bit wrapped up sooner than later. They're going after Delphi and they're going to try to catch her because... You know, she can kind of predict perhaps what the next uh, target is going to be. Now, this is slightly into predictions. So if you want to tune out for maybe one second, by all means. Um, It's not a spoiler, but it is a prediction. You know, Delphine, uh, she appears in next episode, and she's there to help Francis. seemed like so we'll we'll get her and whether or not this storyline gets put on pause by having to deal with francis we'll see uh so it's kind of interesting definitely interesting i mean further than that i mean in terms of what it is i have no idea one of the things it it certainly doesn't affect the primary storyline so unless we have another outbreak like the black plague it's not of too dire a concern. It's more just, as they say, local news. So we'll see. But um, you know, even, even, but at the very least, it'll, it's kind of interesting in this way that that Bash, he's he's obviously bound by his duties um, towards this and, and, and protecting and, and doing these various things. But 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 part of it could be you know I'm fearful. That he may miss a moment when Francis and Mary need him the most, and in some ways he's obviously been trying to help in that regard, especially with when Antoine comes and and everything else. You know, he especially with that, he he feels directly um, directly responsible for kind of the situation that they're all in. Now, obviously, Mary feels more directly responsible for that situation and. Rightfully so, you know. I don't think anyone can really argue that. But it's going to be, you know, the more Bash's time is divided between, you know, his his what his normal job supposed to be, and what his what his duties to his brother as a as a family member are. You know, we'll we'll see. I and I think, um, you know, one might slip up. At some point, because I don't know if he can, you know, both require, and and that's why I think ultimately he obviously he'll choose Francis, 
who's his brother, because the rest of the stuff, as important as it may be, it has time to be dealt with. Um, it's not good that people are dying, no. But at the same time, there's other people that can step up to try and handle this, and he can still be the, the ringleader, you know, but just from the castle. You know, with the exception of seeing this woman, he's really sort of been hands-off to a large degree. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's talk about Charles. Um, you know, the the whole theme since seeing Charles back in has been his manhood, right? His, his growing into becoming a man and certainly... Uh, it's interesting kind of how we, we sort of open up his interaction in this episode when he's talking with Mary and don't worry, I'll produce an air with you and things of that nature. And obviously that, that involves sleeping with your brother's wife. Uh, and how, so, you know, I, th- I think he's trying to talk the talk, but at, at the moment he's not walking the walk. And, you know, as soon as it starts to get serious, not that the, he gets taken off track, by um, Constance and wanting to kind of be with her and as Mary points out so he lied to us he he basically stole the opium and he almost killed her he's not making good decisions and no he's not and even in the last episode you know it, 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 this episode is a continuation of what happened last episode where he was going to go in over his head and in that one directly disobey Francis and Mary and, and today he didn't necessarily disobey anything but he did lie about it and it would have been a very sad time you know I I was worried for Constance as everyone should be um, and I, I really like you know the same way that Francis applauded Narcisse I applaud Narcisse in that way too and as he and not only for what he said to Charles, that was great, but then also you know telling Claude, who obviously that history isn't the greatest to begin with either, but she had the wherewithal to say, you know, in order to save this girl's life, you know, something that ironically I've been brought into, and despite being a accused of having done opium before which was obviously very insulting from her perspective I'm going to instead just come up with a solution regardless of my feelings because we have to help this this girl she doesn't deserve it and so that, that uh, that's how Narcisse is brought in and so when he says to her you know good job she's alive because of you he, he it was a very touching moment and and it's episodes like this that are just so tough to take in because there's so much to talk about with Narcisse. There's the wedding, and there's these moments, and you know, which which obviously were, were the the catalyst for allowing Francis to to decide that okay, Narcisse can be good enough for Lola, and yet we have. All the information from last episode that it was actually Narcisse that was responsible for all of this. And you know, the, the fact of the matter is, we'll, we'll talk about Catherine in 
multiple respects. However, when she, when she comes out and she says, you know, I'm back in Francis's life, therefore I'm back in yours, you got to figure it from Lola's perspective because she, you know, what, the, the case may not be that Lola's life is necessarily in danger. You know, we'll, we'll kind of, that remains to be seen. She certainly wasn't given the best look, so you can't draw judgment from that. However, Lola has it ten times worse because she's now received, to her knowledge, death threats via dead rats um, with letters in their mouths. So when, when you have it from her perspective that this is the way she, she looks at Catherine, yeah, how is this going to play out knowing we know that it's Narcisse? And so the fact that he manipulated this entire thing... And I don't think Lola's wrong. He's not disingenuous, especially with what he what he did in tonight's episode. And there's moments like that, but it you can't just have a side to you. Got to be the whole of you, and the whole of Narcisse is not a hundred percent pure. So eventually, it is going to be interesting to see if the truth comes out about how the courting actually happened and how Catherine, while she may obviously dislike them and and try to do something, it wasn't actually her to have done the rats. And we'll see how Lola takes that. I don't think... Uh, it's certainly not a good start to the marriage there behind the eight ball on that one. So, interesting indeed. Um... By the way, I would love to know your guys' opinion on Charles in general. I know I went from the Charles to the Narcisse, but just to just to quickly recap Charles, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts. And the fact that he did tell Francis, I it's a step towards maturity, but yeah, you know, it's not any act of heroism. My my belief is um well, there's actually there's a great David Foster Wallace quote. Um, True heroism or freedom, whatever you want to call it, is is what you do on a daily basis in a myriad of petty and unsexy ways. So, you know, the fact that Charles did this one time and told Francis, which you could also consider from the perspective that you know, had he not told. I'm sure Francis would have found out, and then therefore Charles would have been punished. So it's not really – you don't necessarily have to look at it as a sign of change within Charles, and that perhaps is going to be the greatest problem. And also let me know what you guys think of – you know, last we saw Charles, he was he was a young kid, and now, you know, the timeline perhaps doesn't make ultimate sense, but it's TV time, and so now we've seen Charles as a young boy and – while he's still young, he's certainly, you know, I, and I I would consider him a boy, but he's not, again, the, the timing of it doesn't quite align, but it is what it is. Um, now, obviously, we'll talk about the marriage, but we'll talk about it from the perspective of Mary and the decision that she makes with, uh, with, with Francis for the, for, for potentially, um, the Spanish alliance. Um, now, Catherine, Catherine, in this entire thing, what, what what's most interesting to me is that any given episode, her head 
could be on the chopping block. And her window of her window to to kind of maneuver within is always so thin and yet she always manages to do a to to utilize it in the best of ways and to the point that now she does you know she achieves what she wanted and but 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 the end of of her when she doesn't go to the right where you know the queen is supposed to sit she sits on the left side <clears throat> Well, uh, left if you're facing them, right? Obviously, right if, if you know, from the sitting position. I don't know. There's that smile and there's that, like, like she'd finally gotten what she wanted, which is ultimate control and not just to be in the background. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll she's proven what she does with power and it's not necessarily the greatest of things and I don't know if it can always be deemed for her family but this certainly the way the way it plays out is she is able to help her entire family and you know she has that moment where she says you know of, of Mary that Mary has can have her moments and I think that's a very genuine moment of a respect towards Mary and the fact that perhaps there is a, a deep down, despite everything, a certain love that she has towards Mary. But as soon as she gets on the throne, yeah, I, I think that th- that to a degree becomes washed away. Uh, and it's really, it, it's kind of, I don't know who you can attribute the events of tonight. I mean, all things played out in a sense equally where Catherine did did her bit uh, with the with the English ambassador, if you will, but then the way Francis <clears throat> t- took on his role and and what he did, obviously in, in sort of the with with um, with Antoine, and then the way you know he spoke to um, Nicholas in, in the hallway and just was unafraid of dealing dealing with England and now now fi- finally word is going to spread that that Francis is ill and not doing well so we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out uh yeah cuz he just you know he just took it head on and you know, obviously, with Mary's speech, I, I would attribute more of this to Mary. But I'm curious to, as to you guys, you know, who's who's responsible for, for lack of a better term, saving the day? Was it Catherine that, if it wasn't for her, none of these pieces would have been in motion, or was it really Francis now being a king, and you can attribute it to him being a dying king, where he has nothing to lose, and so he'll do anything. Um, you know, let me know. Let me know. I, I, I'd love your opinion on that regard. All right. So speaking of, of Antoine, here comes Antoine. And as he says, he just wants Condé, Condé's safe passage. And in exchange, you know, uh, they'll, they'll kind of be, you know, he, he'll, he'll, he'll take away his alliance with England. And, Obviously, Mary says, no, you have to also give up the throne. 
this this was a very good scene because it, in many ways I'm sure Mary Mary's struggling internally with because she's she, she's had this brought up now by Catherine in you know, certainly this episode but but throughout the past of that you're directly responsible for this and you know to to an extent obviously Catherine blames Mary for Francis's uh, health and so that can't weigh easily on you but now to also see because what what Antoine says is is unreacting as Mary was in that moment it is all true and so you know it, it history weighs heavily upon her but nonetheless she she stands her ground and, and does what she needs to do and so obviously uh, Antoine wants only Francis so I, I enjoyed how this really played out because you know the, the politics of all were, were so fast uh, in all this of you know then then uh, Nicholas saw the opportunity and so he said hey you know what <laughs> and by the way it's, it says a lot of Antoine just how he reacted to the proposal of forget your brother you know you you could be the the king of of England or not England I'm sorry of of, of Navarre and eventually France and you, you could lay your claim to France and you know, obviously that had an appeal now we we don't ultimately know what perhaps Antoine's decision was going to be because um, obviously he, he he never was able to make it. It was sort of made for him. But yeah, I, you know when when Mary says to Francis, I you know all those moments culminate to that speech from Mary that uh, you know it's never been the alliance that's protected Scotland. It's been you, and with you the alliance dies, and uh, you know. Perhaps Scotland and France will be dying, you know, that because we have a dying king. And I thought that was a very good speech because, you know, even even us as hosts, and uh, you know, I've seen it with you guys as fans, just based on the comments that that you guys have written in the past. You know how Francis was as a leader came into question. You know, is is he going to be? And obviously, he has a big heart and things like that. But you know. He's no King Henry, and while King Henry wasn't, uh, you know, he was kind of a, a ruthless leader, you know, he did what needed to be done, and th- people were asking that question of of Francis. You know, yes, he'll, he'll have a kind heart and whatnot, but can he do what's necessary? And, you know, you have to wonder, well, it, it's kind of unfortunate in this way, much like, uh, much like, Charles was dealt with this tonight. Um, you know, sort of sometimes when you're forced into this in the sense that you have no choice but to do something and, and you kind of see the, the, the damage that it can do, it, um, perhaps whether it's indecision or just the wrong decision, you start to get better at it. And I think Francis, now that there, there's no greater catalyst in that regard, than than death. I mean, we all know that we have immortality, but if we knew specifically that we had X to do, or X amount of days under which to to sort of live, 
then yeah, everyone's perspective changes and we do only the bare essentials that, that we 100% need to and get rid of the fluff. Which, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, is actually, you know, a decent way enough to live. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should know, uh, have only a few days to live. What I'm saying is with, with that idea of just doing what's 100% of the utmost importance. But anyway, and part of that interesting, you know, Francis is really fighting with time to, to, to get all these affairs lined up. And I think, I think he's done a fairly good job of it. I really do. Obviously the, the biggest question mark up until this point remained Mary and how he was going to deal with her. And, so I feel like, you know, after tonight's episode, things are aligned in a really good um, position, spot, place, and and I, it, it's interesting. Yeah, Mary speaks to him. I, that that was just one of the one of the greatest scenes, and I'm glad they're also now with this. Even though time is whatever shortening for Francis. Um, he's enjoying these essential moments, the dance tonight. Um, yeah, I, I like how they kind of did an instrumental version of "Stay with Me," and, and she's leading the dance. Um, and she says to him, she even uses the words, "You know, stay with me." Um, at the moment of the song that those lyrics are supposed to hit, I thought that was a a good little bit of of, of music, um, and especially a song that right at this moment is very popular so kudos to rain on on that they they always do well with music and they always do well with party scenes but the combination of of utilizing all those uh techniques to build that scene i thought was was just brilliant and you know towards the end is he says you know i don't because cause she's having <laughs> these oranges that he wanted to eat with her uh he delivered and obviously you know he was wanted to actually do these things but uh, you know the the gesture nonetheless is sweet by mary and as he, but even sweeter is his reaction you know i i don't care about those things i just want to be with you and spend moments with you and that's what they they get to do so um it, it's going to be interesting um and it's also it's also interesting how he sort of accepted this fate onto himself when it's so you know rather than marry charles she she finds out that okay um you know don carlos of spain is right now secretly looking for a bride and so why not marry they have they have spain has the best sort navy at around this time so that could be a great alliance and it also solves the Catherine problem of no longer uh, will will um, Mary be a threat to France, and that's what this has sort of been all about. Now, whether or not that's true, and how how it'll fully line up. I mean, you know, one of the things I thought about tonight as I watched the episode was the fact that even though Catherine and Mary aren't the greatest of friends, and certainly have been enemies at, at portions of the show it's always easier to um to sort of maintain someone when you 
can see them on a daily basis. Now, how their relationship and, and how things would play out ultimately if Catherine, if, if, if Mary is away from France, that, that remains to be seen. It'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, um, for sure, for sure. Um, but I don't think that'll happen for perhaps a little bit. It, it still remains when Francis will die. I, you know, I don't, I don't think it'll be next episode. I think, but at the same time, I used to think that perhaps it would be more towards the season finale. I don't think that anymore. I think the, they're going at a rapid, rapid pace. And I think uh, they, they will get rid of him sort of a little bit earlier. And I think what they could do, I don't know if they will, use techniques, with, you know, kind of keep him on the show where we, you sort of have memories of of Mary's and you know that she had with Francis, and and in that way, and she'll always kind of think of him that way. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what where it really ultimately ends up. Uh, and finally, the wedding. Uh, I, you know, I've touched upon Narcisse, but here's Lola and Narcisse, and they get married, and it's a very joyous time. But you know, <laughs> Mary Mary skips away to kind of you know, set this plan in motion or at least review it. Um, and as, as mentioned before, I'm gl- I actually like Narcisse and Lola together, but not, but at the same time, you always have to be skeptical of Narcisse. And especially now I, I'm, I'm, I wonder how it's going to really turn out because it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, so that about, wraps up the episode um if there's anything that i perhaps missed that uh, of course there's 800 small moments that play so well on the show but in terms of the broad strokes i think i i hit everything you know and that's what the comment section is for go comment and we can get into specifics that i didn't get to discuss with you guys and um you know we can, we can talk about it there or you know i i honestly and I, I, I will admit this, I don't necessarily partake in the, in the conversations all the time. I try to if I can. But I do read them, and I like seeing what you guys put into it. So, you know, don't be don't be discouraged that you don't think people... Or perhaps, yeah, I know other people read it, but um, definitely if you don't think that we read it, we do. Um, even if I personally don't necessarily respond. So, please continue that. And by the way, uh, you know, subscribe rate comment it's the number one thing that you can do to show your support and uh the last thing just uh spread the message that we're here if if you have friends that watch rain let them know that we're out here out there doing this thing every single week we enjoy it but um the reason we can enjoy it is because we've got you guys as fans the hundreds of thousands of fans that that listen to this stuff um and and watch it collectively it's it's just a blast. It really is. So, um, thank you. Um, before we get into Castle Corner, uh, which uh, which I have a fun castle for you tonight. I picked one from Scotland, so we'll see that in a moment. Um, we've got some unfortunate news and gossip about rain. After Buzz TV News. So... It's it's sad, but we're seeing a lot of reports that um, 
you know that that range ratings are are getting lower and lower. Uh, but the, but the problem is, it, it's on a Friday night, and you know it, it's tough, and, and so that's where you know uh, you guys. Are, I really hope um, you you guys continue to watch the show, support the show. Let's get people on board. I know uh, I know a couple of people that. Um, that sort of got caught up to the show via Netflix or Hulu, and now now are finally getting there. So you know if if you're hearing this, but you're not caught up, I don't necessarily know why you're listening to the after show. However, you know it, for the small percentage that perhaps might be, you know, watch the show obviously, or or tell people to watch the show. That's really what this is all about. We we don't want to see the show go off the air, so. Please, um, please keep it coming. Let let's let's do this. You know, support this show. It's a, it's a good show, and I think um, I think obviously I would like to see it continue. I would like to see it continue beyond um, beyond just season three. So anyway, that's your news and gossip. It's not the greatest of news, but news nonetheless. So now let's get into Castle Corner, one of our. One of the fun segments on the show. So, as I said, the castle that I'm doing is from Scotland. I figured we haven't necessarily done too many of these, and that's where that's where we're fighting to protect Mary. This is it's all about Scotland, and so there's a castle called Tantalum Castle, uh, and it's in it's near North Berwick. Uh, Scotland, and so where that is, um, it's kind of up. It's on the the coast um, towards um, kind of the middle. We we do have uh, you know the pictures that we're showing. If you're watching the video, um, you you'll see a map of it and whatnot. Right now, we're looking at the actual castle. Right, so it, it was built in 1350 around there. Uh, by William Douglas, who is the first Earl of Douglas. And it was in use until 1650. And the right now, it's mostly ruined. Uh, it's on the, you know, I said it's, it's literally on the coast, right? And so, right now, it's it's not necessarily in the best of shape. It's made out of stone, but, but it still does exist. Um... It's located five kilometers east of North Berwick. Um, it sits atop uh, um, opposite the uh, the Brass Rock, looking out onto the Firth of Forth. Um, it's the, it's the last medieval the last medieval curtain wall castle to be constructed in Scotland. It comprises a single wall blocking off the headland with with the other three sides naturally protected by the cliffs. Um, and as I mentioned, it was built by William Douglas, the first Earl of Douglas, and he passed it on to his illegitimate son, George Douglas, later created, later created, um, Earl of Doug, of Angus. And despite several sieges, it remained the property of his descendants for much of its history. It was besieged by King James IV in 1491, and again by his successor, James V in 1528. When extensive damage was done, Tantalon saw action in the First Bishops' War in 1639, and again during 
Oliver Cromwell's invasion of Scotland in 1651 when it was once more merely, uh, once more severely damaged. It was sold by the Marquis of Douglas in 1699 to Hugh Dalrymple, Lord North um, Berwick, and the ruin today is is taken care of by Historic Scotland. So there you have it. That's a little bit of the history. Um, there, there's a couple of photos that we went through of, you know, there, there was one that displayed how it looked and, and where it's located and obviously uh, pictures of it, um, some aerial views and so forth. So if you're just listening, I'll, I'll post um, one. You can always look it up on Google. Um, Tantalon is spelled T-A-M-T-A-L-L-O-N, Castle. Or um, I'll post a picture on my Instagram at PDSvitek, so you can check some, some some of that stuff that way if you're not watching. Um, so let's let's get into predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So we're taking a week off. I think partly you know it's it's the eve before Halloween, uh, so. You know, we won't be back until November 6th. Now, you know, it, it'll be interesting because this is this is the episode where Francis isn't doing too well. Is he going to die in this episode? I don't know. My prediction is no. I think, you know, I think at least we might have for one more episode. And it's just one of those things. I, I think a lot of things are going to come to a head, you know, I we have to kind of go back to England, you know, especially with how Catherine sort of blackmails Elizabeth in that way to to get the info. Yeah, it'll be interesting because obviously that that will remain a point of contention and how it's going to be fully played out. Uh, Delphine comes back. We'll we'll see how that plays out. So a lot of interesting stuff at work and. Um, Lord help Lola once she finds out about Narcisse and uh, the the fun storyline of of Rain for me right now that obviously isn't too deep but but that's why I call it the fun one is definitely Lath and Claude uh, you know she's really growing on me and, and I like seeing her so that's the episode thank you guys for joining and yet again be sure to follow Keaton uh, support her she will be back and we will have another co-host. Uh, to welcome so I can't wait to introduce her to the panel um, in the meantime follow us here at Afterbus TV Facebook Twitter Instagram we have two weeks to talk about you know everything that's happened in this third season so let's do it let's let's dive deep and uh, don't forget rate comment subscribe and we'll see you uh, after November 6th have a good Halloween From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.